0: Ah, the sounds of summer. Can it get any better?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Discover the confidence of Lexus Safety System Plus.
0: Explore the possibilities of a Lexus at the Golden Opportunity Sales Event. Now through September 6th. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Not a substitute for safe and attentive driving practices. See Owner's Manual. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below.
1: Hello and welcome to this special Robish Chat video. I'm Glenn Entwistle and today I'm joined by the Price of Football and Liverpool University's football finance expert, Kieran Maguire. Kieran, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? It's uh, it, it, it's, it's never dull. I, I wish it was. I wish
0: football finance didn't exist. I'd have so much more of a life. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it, it's going good. I'm, I'm a Brighton fan, so uh, yeah, we've had a half-decent start to the season. Um, yeah, the fact that we're looking up rather than looking down is is quite a pleasant uh, uh, and unexpected experience. Won't won't last, of course.
1: Won't last. <laughs> you beat me too. Actually, I was going to say you had a great result at the weekend. imagine there's an extra bounce in your step this week at work, given the opponents at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and
0: you know, When we were two down at Anfield, you're thinking, okay, keep keep it keep it to less. You know, I'll take three. I'll take three now, <laughs> uh, and that's not too bad for our goal difference. In case we're you know, in the bottom six in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, we 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 played we, we play really nice football um, and we've done that for two and a half seasons with not getting results. And this season yeah. we are getting results, so it makes a change.
1: Yeah, and I remember looking at la- watching you last year and thinking the amount of chances you created, it was just that finishing touch, wasn't it? In yeah. terms of XG, which I know quite a lot of our, our followers are quite hot on it, you, your XG was fantastic. It was the actual goal, so it's nice to see you putting yes. the finishing touches to it. So, um, So before we jump into it, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors, Six Yards Out. And Blue Rose Capital for their continued support. So, um, so the big news out of Ewood last week, bigger than us winning twice after being two goals up, which has become a rarity this season, is the training ground that Brockle has been sold. So, Rich Sharp uh, reported in the Lancashire Telegraph last Wednesday that the senior training centre and the lodge at Brockle had been sold for sixteen point six million to a company called Venkateshawara London Limited. I think that's pronounced right, and that was set up by the owners seemingly just for the purpose of this sale. So. First question, Kieran. Is this purely a, a profit and sustainability rules move to, to offset losses from the last couple of years?
0: In, in my opinion, yes. Uh, there, there has been a loophole since 2016 in the Premier League rules, which allowed clubs to sell stadium and property assets and book those profits for PS purposes. So we've seen reading villa sheffield wednesday derby county birmingham city we've seen quite a few clubs uh, take advantage of that new loophole and uh, that's allowed them to to stay within the limits uh, and, and clearly there's been a few charges which uh, which the clubs have won you know they've been successful in terms of the valuations for both sheffield wednesday and derby county <clears throat> and uh, a lot of clubs are unhappy about this because the rule didn't exist before 2016. They changed the rules. Uh, clubs exploited it. Uh, and not, quite a few club owners are pretty cheesed off um, at what they regard as cheating. So a vote was taken and the, the EFL uh, chairman agreed that the rule was going to cease or the loophole was going to cease on the 1st of July 2021. Now, if you take a look at the land registry records, which which Rick Sharp, Rip Sharp, Sharp picked up, and, and you know, hats off to him for for, for doing the, the donkey work there, the sale went through at the end of June, which meant that it does qualify for profitability and sustainability. So that allows, effectively, Blackburn Rovers to have losses of a further sixteen and a half million pounds without the danger of a, a, a points deduction.
1: So am I right in thinking that will come off last season's 20, 2021 accounts just getting in that deadline again by the end of June to to kind of help towards the the kind of losses of that season? Spot
0: on, Ab- absolutely correct. Yes, um, yeah. You know, Ro- Rovers have their year end. The 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 EFL have have made it quite clear this is this is the guillotine point, and any transactions before that date will you'll be able to do exactly the same as as Villa and Derby and Reading and so on. Anything after that date um, the was, was off it club allowed. Club. That's right, yeah. um, and I, I think they've done the right thing. I mean, you know, club owners come in for a lot of stick. Some of which is justified. Some, are perhaps, is a little bit harsh. But separation of football clubs from their stadiums is is never a good thing. Yeah, you know, we, we've got the case of Derby at present that the mm. football club is in administration. The owners sold the, the stadium to to himself, in effect. Um, and, and now you know he's he's got that degree of protection and it's made the administrator's job that much more difficult uh, in, in trying to sell the club and most importantly preserve jobs. there's you know 20 people have already been made redundant at derby and yeah. and you know it doesn't matter who you support um you know you, you don't want to see hardworking
1: local people lose lose their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um I think you've kind of jumped onto my next question here. So I was gonna say I've become a bit sympathetic to the Bank's ownership over the last few years, and I acknowledge and appreciate the money they have put in to keep us afloat. So I wouldn't necessarily categorize them as a wrong, so to speak, but I'm always wary of clubs selling training grounds to themselves, selling stadiums to themselves and like the likes of Derby Ready and Sheffield Wednesday. So I think you've, you've probably semi answered this. Should have been worried. Or is it just a case of use that get out of jail free card before it's taken away from you at the end of June? Um, it's, it's, the opportunity has gone forever now, hasn't it? So it, surely for us, it's better to, to get that chunk of money off the books at least once rather than not at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's, very, it's it's a paper exercise, you know, because ultimately the, the Venkies they previously owned the stadium and had money in bank account A, and now they still own the stadium and they've transferred the money to bank account B, which happens to be Blackburn's uh you know blackburn's yeah. bank account for for one of a better phrase um if, if if you take a look at where we are with the venkies since they've come in they they've lent the club 156 million pounds um yeah, they've not really got a return on their mm-hmm. investment so um i think i think you can criticize the quality of the decisions that have been made and and you know that's something which clearly you and the rovers fans are are closer to on a day-to-day basis um, but in my view, the Venki's delegated the responsibility for decision making at the club to yeah. somebody else, and they and, and they all they've done is been writing out these these pretty horrendous checks, yeah, you know, you know three four hundred grand a week, year in year out, and yes. they've, they've they've not had a lot in return.
1: No, I, I completely agree. I think that the venkies sort of the first three, four years under their tenure was kind of one disaster and catastrophe after another, and they're now paying the price for that. And I think had they been a bit more savvy and, and kind of maybe left things as they were when they bought us, mm. you, you kind of probably wouldn't see us in this situation. But uh, that's a, a story for a, a, another very long pod with Rovers fans, probably. So um, um, I take it, as you said, it's legal under EFL rules. There's, there's no danger of us getting any kind of sanctions or point deductions on the basis that we beat the deadline.
0: No, I mean there's there's two elements to the uh to, to the property sale of assets. A, have you crossed the I's and dotted the T's, uh, and and that appears to be the case. You know, it's, it's been it's been lodged at the land registry. The only other potential issue would be in terms of the valuation of the land. But at 16 million pounds, you know, compared to uh you know, Derby selling Pride Park for 80 million, Wednesday selling Hillsborough for 60. Um I don't think. I mean, admittedly, apparently, Derby's was sold because there's a potential for a sliding roof on it, which, which uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to. I'm sure you are as well, isn't it? Oh, yes. the, the noise would be fantastic. Uh, they've not quite got round to building it yet, um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think yeah, provided the valuation is is a market value, that's the only consideration, uh, which which is outstanding. Like, I can't see that being too much of an issue. And also because that the EFL has had its fingers burned on two occasions already when it's queried the valuation of property assets. I I don't think it's a route it wants to go down again.
1: No, so they are going to be hot on top of that in terms of what that value is, who's made that valuation. I mean, I I feel like you've got my notes because that was going to be my next question, that. So why sell it for 16 million instead of 200 and stick a roof on it and claim we're having rock concerts in the indoor centre every year? But uh, like you say, I presume that there's a strict guidance on that and you can't just pull a number out the air now it is audited and kind of looked at to that depth.
0: That that's right. Uh, it, it, what Venky's will have done, they would have commissioned a, a firm of chartered surveyors to to do to do evaluation. And, and remember, it's not a stadium, so you, you, yeah, you, you can't even have the the alternative use uh, rationale, which I think some of those other clubs have tried to utilise. Um, and therefore, it's you know land based asset. Yeah, uh, it will be valued on a you know per hectare basis or per per cubic meter basis, well square meter basis, and so on. Um, and, and I'm sure all has gone
1: through uh, and and it's been signed off by the appropriate people. Yeah, it's it's quite a, it's been a hot kind of topic as the training centre for the last kind of six or seven months because there was talk earlier in the year that Rovers were looking to to sell part of it off. a housing development and that that kind of got a few people agitated and kind of concerned about what was happening and and it was before eia kind of screening opinions and stuff had been done but there was that intention to look at how much money could we get in potentially for selling that bit of the training ground and i presume that that all ties into that valuation whatever they did for that exercise is going to tie into that 16 million but the the fact they've sold it to themselves again is a little bit of a concern that is the the option that at a later date they might reinvestigate that and whether it's possible, but I presume that's to be seen, isn't it? I mean, from, from my point of view, in, in terms of the fact, you've already touched on it, they've sold it to themselves. So if the Venkis tomorrow decided they wanted to sell Blackburn Rovers, I presume they'd, they'd be selling the two companies as one. Well. They, could they retain the training ground comp- comp- company, so to speak, and rent it back or just yeah, a lump deal?
0: That, that, they, they could do, but if, if you're a prospective buyer of, of Blackburn Rovers, you, you the price that you will be the price that you will be prepared to pay will be linked to the assets that you're acquiring. So, um, I, I think a, a, a new owner would be looking at training facilities as being part of the deal. Yeah. Now, it, it could be that they'll they'll have a rental arrangement with the Venkis for it, or, or they could buy it as a separate company. Or ultimately, that they're all on, when you when you trace things back, it, it always comes yeah. back to the same umbrella company um so i i i don't perceive an issue um, unless they decide to uh, it it could be that they've uh, blackburn have sold the uh the, the training facilities for 16 million the venkis then use that for property development and what they say is that instead of paying you cash for the, the, the training round, we will knock it off the debts which are owed by Blackburn, you know, effectively yeah. an offset. Um, and th- that would still mean that Blackburn owed the Venkies 140 million quid. So, yeah. you know, the, the club is still, um, uh, you know, yeah. has, 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 is, is in their debt uh, in that yeah, yeah. regard. Financially, I know that footballing-wise <laughs> and emotionally and spiritually, some fans might have uh, reservations.
1: Yeah, and I think it's kind of you look at how much the Venkies have put into the club. If they were looking to sell the club, I presume they'd want to cut all ties as quickly as possible and write it off as a bad dream at the minute financially. So I couldn't see them wanting to hold on to the training ground and and lease it back and it'll take however long to pay off that 140 million lease in it. So I I, I just can't see that happening personally. But um, yeah, no, thank yeah. you for that. That's that's good. So so we saw last season the 2019 20 season losses of around 22 million. Uh, and that was only hit by COVID by kind of 50% just after Christmas. We kind of behind closed doors. And, and we've seen Adam Armstrong sold for between 15 and 20 million in the summer. So is this a sign of how bad the books are going to look for the 2021 season that was 100% closed doors? And, and are we kind of getting a bit of a, a suggestion as to, like I say, how bad it looks, how how bad the losses are? Um, I, I, I would
0: anticipate losses that's for so you, you, you know, to go from 22 million pounds worth of losses. Um, and, and in 2020, Blackburn still had profit sales on players of 3 million. So, um, did, did Armstrong go by the 30th of June? Was it or was he?
1: No, it would have been after that, actually. yeah. So, so, so yeah. therefore,
0: yeah, so that won't be in this year's account. So, yeah, right. they'll, they'll they'll look pretty icky. That's a technical accounting phrase. <laughs> um, I mean, ma- match day, match day income's not huge for Blackburn. It's uh, you know, it's it's less than a quarter in a good year. But uh, but that you know that will be effectively zero. Um, the broadcast money will have held up. The commercial income will be down because you know, conferencing facilities yeah. and and utilization of the uh of, of the stadium for, for other uses what won't be there so yes it will be a tough year um i think it'll be interesting to see what the wage bill is because the, the wage bill had increased by 50 percent following promotion in 2018 uh yeah that's that really wasn't sustainable you know 189 pounds in wages for every hundred pounds coming through the door uh, I, I know there was a little impact of covid there but uh yeah if, if you if you look at rover's going back that the last year when when wages were less than revenue was 2012 so yeah. you know, that they've they backed the managers in in a pretty reasonable way um and, and the wage level is uh you know just 12 grand a week is the average
1: yeah. uh
0: for for a championship club that that is below Yeah, you know, that that is Below the the benchmark, I would I would say yeah, the, the average is probably about fifteen or sixteen, but it's, it's starting to come down in the championship yeah. uh, from from people I talk to.
1: Okay, no, that's uh, that's useful. I mean, in terms of the FFP rules and the profit and sustainability, what the the kind of aggregated three years, so that will be, I presume. Was there a bit of a break due to COVID at the end of last season with the book. So we won't really see where we fall in that until these accounts come out for twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, tr- tr- trying to work out um, an FFP loss is going to involve an awful lot of uh, guesswork. Yeah, uh, The EFL has said that if a club has COVID-related issues, they will be taken into consideration when doing the FFP calculation. So loss of matchday income will be taken into consideration. The additional costs of uh, player testing, if you go to an away match during lockdown, um, you know instead of taking one coach sometimes the, the club would have been taking two or yeah. three coaches for social disc so all of those would have been factored in um uh, but blackburn's yeah, blackburn were not far away yeah, before, from from yeah. the limit to begin with so that they they didn't have a lot of, of wiggle room um so, uh, and therefore they would be either having to get some of those costs down or, or, or selling assets.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just kind of brought a question to me there. Even though we've sold the, the uh, senior training, training centre, I presume we can still claim the Category A Academy from that yes. in terms of offsetting the FFP losses, even yes. though it, it's potentially under a different company name. That's,
0: Th- that, that's an irrelevance because it's the club it's the... who is employing the pl- employing the coaches, playing the academy players, uh, having the educational development, and that and that will come out of a separate budget. So, yeah, that, right. that's, all of those costs still count. Regardless uh, of parks, oh, sorry, yeah, 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 they're, they're all exempt okay. from FFP or PNS.
1: Okay. So, uh, so moving slightly away from the training ground sale, and we have kind of just hinted towards it there with regards to wages. So, in 2019, 20, as you mentioned, our um, wages to percentage of income was 189 percent wages against turnover. That's 189 pounds. One pound eighty nine for every pound gained, isn't it? I think that's so, right. uh, That's that's not a sustainable way to run. So, um, my concern is. Are we likely to see us surpass the 200% mark for 2021 season? Just on the basis of what you said about uh, bums on seats, it's behind closed doors, the, the lost revenue of the, the club. And, and is that going to be common across the, the kind of championship and lower divisions? Um, yeah, I think we might see a
0: few clubs in the championship go that way. Uh, you know, you, again, you're much closer to uh, what what happens at Rovers than, than I am, but you'll know which players were out of contract in the summer of 2020 and which ones still had a uh, at a year going forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we, I think I think uh, Reading set the record of 221 pounds in wages for every hundred pounds that came through the door, and they had an absolute stinker of a season. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it doesn't even seem to be linked to uh, performance, performance on the pitch uh but yeah you know, so what, what what you will see on occasion is that the club owner will go to a manager and says um uh yeah it, it's the equivalent of twisting on 19 if you're playing yeah. blackjack uh i'm going to give you i'm going to give you a load of money this season if it doesn't work out we've got eight players out of contract at the end of next Thank season you. and we're either going to offer them, yeah, you know, a third of what they're on at present, or that they they're going to be shipped out. Um, and and certainly from talking to agents, there's uh, there's there's a lot of players who are having to have a serious rethink as to what their market value is, especially yeah. um, especially older players. Uh, and and yeah, and, you know, and by, by older players, I'm talking about lads who are just twenty eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you say, once you, if there's no. Premier League kind of interest in that player you're going to find it very difficult to get that higher wage you're after in a division that that's really struggling for cash and, and kind of strictly against FFP and whatnot and, and that brings me on to a sore subject we're all fans at the minute so contract expiries. so in the summer we lost the likes of uh, Charlie Mulgrew and, and a few others who were who were on some of the larger wage bills we'll say and Andy Watson one of our contributors he's done a, a good comparison of kind of very raw data from kind of football manager but looking at what kind of wages they were on, who we've lost and where we're at now. And uh, we have the likes of Daryl Lenihan, Ryan Nyambe, Joe Rothwell. They're all mainstays of the team and key players, but their contracts are due to expire in the summer. And, and given the financial situation, we're offering them contracts. I, I believe they've, they've not been accepted. Mm. Is it likely that we'll see a push to sell them in January to at least get a fee in for them before they go for a free on it in the summer? Who's, who's going to pay a fee?
0: Yeah. I mean, if if you take a look at what happened in the uh, in the Championship transfer market last summer, nobody was spending money. The, the only clubs that were spending money, as a rule, were you know they had to, they yeah. sold first and then they bought, um, and they spent a fraction of what was coming in. So, uh, um, um, unless you have got players who would make an instant impact on another Championship club. Then I suspect what will happen is that the other clubs will wait for those contracts to expire um, in, in the summer and get them for nothing because everybody's in the same boat. Glenn, you know it, yeah. it's a it, it's a really uh, it, it's it's a really tough time for the game, and, and I think because we have returned to full crowds and the football has been you know, pretty exciting in all the divisions, um, and 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 we've we've seen crowds actually be higher in, in some of the lower divisions than they were pre-COVID as well. Yeah. Um, that people think that clubs are substantially better off uh, but but they're not uh, you know, they they were in poor condition before covid covid put them on life support machines and uh, be, you know, i would, i would be surprised if there'd be many takers for, for players with 6 months left on their contracts um, unless you know it could be somebody like Wigan or Sunderland who who are looking to come up to the championship yeah. next season and are in that that top 6 in league 1 uh, you know, because we have we have seen uh, I think there's been some surprising wages paid in League One yeah. um this season, which have which have you know caused
1: quite a few raised eyebrows. And and I suppose if you're looking at that kind of division below coming up, you're probably not looking at the money you want to bring in for that player because they haven't got the money. I suppose it's it's a bit of a who blinks first as well, isn't it? The club can kind of sit there and say, You know what, we're not gonna offer you any more. You see who's interested come the end of the year and actually we'll be sat here waiting and you're always welcome to sign a new contract but mm-hmm. for- it is what it is at the minute and it's not going to be anymore. So so from from that point of view, we're probably doing the right things sticking to a strict wage structure or even trying to reduce it based on that 189% we spoke about before. It's, it's probably, a, the fans might not like it, but it's probably a sensible thing to do. Yeah, and also yeah, they
0: might not have any alternative. Yeah, e- even with the sale of Armstrong and the sale of the uh, the training facilities, that um, they got a lot of catching up to do to try to uh, re- reduce the debt, which is which is owed to the Venkeys. And yeah, we, we and nobody knows what their mm. what their long term game is, but we're certainly seeing quite a few owners. Um, in EFL clubs, looking to get rid of, uh, you know, of, of what they own. We've got Hull City at present. It looks like a deal is about to go through, um, mm. but then then you look at the background of the prospective owner, and uh, you know he 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 owned a, a Dutch club, and uh, he he sold his interest in the Dutch club because they wouldn't let him pick the team. Now you know, uh, you know, you know, instantly alarm bells, and then you hear rumours that he's involved in cryptocurrency, which is the uh, you know the the twenty first century of Jack and the Jack and the Beanstalk and the magic beans, as far as I'm concerned. So um, there's there's a lot to be uh, concerned about, and you know, with, with regards to the Benkies, I fully understand people his, people's historic uh, reservations about them, but be careful what you wish for when it comes to club owners. You know, just got to look at what happened at Bury and Wigan, you know, yeah. where, where, where yeah, the new owners came in and within
1: two or three weeks had effectively nearly killed the clubs. Yeah. I think I completely agree. I think it's almost a case of better, better the devil, you know, at the minute, if they, if they're happy to, to keep putting the money in, I think, it's only going to go one way for me. You're not going to get another Jack Walker can come in and did what he did in the late 80s, early 90s. A, you can't put the money in because of yeah. FFP and it won't make a difference. And if they did, it's that, like you say, that you've got one last go at the roulette table. It's plough all your money in like you like. So Bournemouth and Villa to get promoted. And well, if you don't, ooh, it's not going to be very nice afterwards. Is no. it? It's going to no. be going to struggle, which arguably is what we did the first season. We were down from the premiership. We, we spent money on players. We had Jordan Rhodes. We bought players in on big wages, and, and it didn't work, mostly because of decisions off the pitch in terms of having four marriages in a season, which is never going to end well. But um, but yeah, they're still putting the money in and they're still supporting the club. And, and like I say, it's, it's better the devil, you know, in, in my eyes, mm. definitely. Um, but yeah, so but we're on a decent run at the minute. We've had back to back wins. We're back at home tomorrow against Fulham, which will be a, a tough game. But I'm, That'd I'm actually be a good test. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. How's, how's Cadra doing?
1: Uh, He's looked good. When he's come off the bench, he's looked very bright. Uh, I think he's had a couple of niggles kind of injury-wise, but when he has come on, he's looked very exciting, very good, kind of the the sort of player you'd pay to go see gets you off your your seat. I think we've we've got Tyrese Dolan playing and he's very kind of full of bag of tricks and and will create something and it's what you pay to see, isn't it? He's he's doing very well for us. As is um, Van Hecker at the back, he's looked quite solid in in centre-half, who's I believe on loan from you guys as well. Yeah, yeah. He's looked good. He'll he'll probably play
0: tomorrow. We we have... We have a
1: ridiculous number of players on loan, <laughs> so it's it's just nuts. It oh, benefits us, so that's good. We 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 were short at cover for uh, at the back last season, and Van Heck's come in and he's he looked solid the few games he's played, and he's uh, a bit of a fan's favourite already. As is Kedra, which is good. So for me, that that's what you want from a loan signing: someone to come in yeah. and improve you and, and kind of push you further up the table. So, uh,
0: but it, it, it's a shame he didn't sign uh, Goykeres, uh from us in the summer to yeah. replace Armstrong. Yeah, because he he's been ripping him up for uh, for Coventry. Yeah, he's, 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 very he's good, a yeah. Crack, cracking player. Yeah, he, he was always just not quite good enough for the prem, but yeah, but, but that uh, level above
1: but, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's brilliant. So um, I'll bring it to a close there, Keir, because I know you're a very busy man. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it as always, and good luck with the game against Newcastle on Saturday. Yeah, I I think
0: uh, there's there's been talk that we might be borrowing a banner from Crystal Palace, which is unheard of. Can't, can't confirm that of course
1: That's not been arranged with Kevin has it by any chance <laughs> <laughs> My lips are sealed <laughs> And uh, for anybody who doesn't already I'd highly recommend listening to the Price Football podcast with Kieran and Kevin Day It's a must for me twice a week It's the first one after the Rovers Chat podcast that drops in there and, and I, I love giving a listen It's uh, Anybody who follows football it's definitely worth a listen So, um, And for everybody else don't forget to subscribe to our Rovers Chat YouTube channel Make sure you've got the notifications turned on so you're the first to know when our new content is released So Thank you very much Kieran. Cheers and goodbye everyone. Thanks Len. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by sixyardsout.com. They've
0: got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. <laughs>